We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, the Wajak people of Perth region. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community and pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side and the truth. Come on girls, let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Don't look at a boy jumping me. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you. Far am you. Swear to Christ, Liz, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Wook Wook. G'day and welcome to The Last New Wave. I'm Andrew Pearce and this is the podcast that looks at the wide and varied landscape that is Australian cinema. Out in cinemas right now is Ben Elton's second film, Three Summers. He's written it, he's directed it. It features a bunch of Australian actors, Michael Caden, Magda Zabansky, John Waters and more. It's an extensive cast of Australian faces. It's a fantastic film. I gave it four and a half stars. I think it is one of the best films of the year. Uh, certainly one of the best Australian films as well. And definitely a film that I think Australia needs right now. It's wonderful. It's superb. It was filmed in WA as well, uh, just down south. It's beautiful, really beautiful to look at. And as I mentioned, it's written and directed by Ben Elton, who is an Australian. He lives down in Fremantle, not so far away from me. And this is a story about his community, essentially. Uh, and because it's an Australian film as well, you know, the filmmakers, if you live in Australia, you'll know that filmmakers are often out there pushing their films, doing Q&As as much as they can. Uh, so they're getting out there and, and really, uh, you know, plying their wares and stuff like that. And Ben Alton is no different. Uh, he has been all around Australia pushing uh, this film, doing Q&As and stuff like that. And he's returned back home. And fortunately enough, I was able to sit down with him for uh, 15 minutes or so to chat about his film and talk about what it is and what went into making it. Um, we get a little bit political as well, because one of the, the main things which I really take my head off to Ben Alton for is that he is really involved in the community. And one of the, you know, if people have listened to previous episodes, specifically the episode where I interview uh, Ivan from uh, Tunnel Vision, which is a documentary about sort of a, a road project in Melbourne, um, you'll know that I was a bit passionate about the potential Row 8 campaign that was uh, coming through the suburbs in, in southwest Australia. And that would have affected me directly. And so I took the moment to uh, thank Ben Elton for his effort in stopping the road from going ahead because you know if it <clears throat> if it wasn't for him you know and and everybody else behind that campaign it would have gone ahead and would have caused a massive destruction so i asked him about that and talk about that as well look three summers is a really beautiful film i can't recommend you go and see it enough like i, I think it is absolutely wonderful and it's a film that you really would get the best benefit from watching it with a crowd of people and who laugh and enjoy and, and, and love the, the beauty that's going on in that film. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's have a listen to the trailer and we'll be back with the interview. Um, please note that this interview is recorded in the cafe area of Luna and it was uh, recorded just before a sold-out screening. Uh, so there is a bit of background noise, so I do apologize for that. But uh, regardless, the, uh, the dialogue at least is still interesting to listen to. Another year, another Westerville. G'day folks, welcome to my country. 
It's a camping holiday, but with folk music. What's not to love? Welcome to the Theremin Revolution. Do you jam? Do I jam? How's of you? Never blown up an amplifier before. Well, that's because you've never played with me. Jess is in trouble, and it isn't for saying. Lovely, lovely. Cheers. It's a great little festival. It's too safe. They book dinosaur pub rock bands. I am a 26-year-old folk chick, lucky enough to get paid for it. I'm not going to pretend that pub rock is my scene. It is not pub rock. It's folk rock. Folk rock is pub rock. The punters love it. Punters loved Hitler. Wow. I just wanted to go inside and get a drink of water so I don't dehydrate when I'm dead. Do, 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 do not make me take you down. Perhaps we might go and see a bit of music later. Really? That's not like us. Look at that dance troupe, skipping around naked, covered in paint. Bloody ridiculous. We're just not exactly an obvious fit. The best harmonies never are. Why do I have to be on the end of the line, Henry? Somebody's got to be at the end of the line, Bob. It's the nature of a line that there's somebody on the end of it. This is Queenie wishing you all a folking good night. It's a joke. Please don't write in. It's been a busy period of time for you. I've spent a month. <laughs> I've spent a, uh, an entire month. I've never in my life worked harder to try and alert people to something I've done. I mean, I've done a lot of PR in my life, but, you know, a week would be the maximum you'd spend in a country doing but. You know, this is, it's hard with little films, and I'm very, very proud of this one. So, yeah, I've spent literally a month going around Australia, doing Q&As, yeah. film screenings, trying to build word of mouth, because I'm proud of the movie. As you should be. I saw it the other night at uh, the Signet, and it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear. That's yeah. a great way to start the interview. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I dragged my mum along to see it, and, you know, we both had a fantastic time. And oh. I guess in that regard, like, because it's the first Australian film... Mm. What's the difference between making, you know, a British film or a UK film uh, compared to an Australian film? Well, I think you could make a film like this in Britain, although I don't know quite what shape it would have, but I'm not sure how often they are made. And We have a tradition in Australia, it's not as busy a tradition as I'd like it to be, but Mm. a tradition of making films about ordinary people who are kind of rather extraordinary. You know, yeah. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, uh, Muriel's Wedding, um, Strictly Ballroom, The Castle, which is my favourite. Um, and I, I think that perhaps because it is a smaller country in terms of population, it's possible to get the feel of it. I mean, Britain is so dense and so cosmopolitan. Of course, Australia is becoming more and more cosmopolitan and wonderfully so. But... I mean, I can't really tell you what's different about Australian society to British because you could you could either you could either spend a, a banal sentence or a year talking <laughs> about it, you know. But all I know is is that I 
after I, I don't know if you heard. I mean, I I told I've told this story before, but forgive me. When I I happened to show this, the film to Jennifer Saunders in Britain, I mean, it's not been shown in Britain, but I've shown a few of my friends, and they all loved it. And Jennifer laughed a lot and enjoyed it. And at the end of it, she said. And I've known her for 40 years, mm. and uh, she said, gosh, man, you really have become an Australian, haven't you? <laughs> and I thought that was very touching, and I was very, I was very proud of the fact that she felt that. And she also said, you know, it'd be nice if we made some British films like this, because it's, it's not, it's about ordinary people. It really is just a look at life, just a sway. But, it, you know, of course, if you do it with love and humour, it can be very compelling cinema. And as I take the film around the country, I, I really sense a need, people feeling, to see some stories told that aren't either about superheroes or, or criminals. Mm. You know, I mean, it's really quite depressing how many people say I'm, they're sick of, you know, I, I like a good, you know, I don't mind it. I love it, the old Tarantino moment. But, you know, we don't want every film to be about the desperate, horrible side of being human. Yeah. And it's rather lovely to have people thanking me for making a film about, I guess, the upbeat side of being human, the fact that we, we're capable of love. Well... You know, for me, I love the Australian films that we've had this year, and Ali's Wedding is mm. a brilliant comedy. But I think that Three Summers is the film that we kind of need right now. Like, it, it talks about the state of Australia and the state of the world right now, but it does it in a really fun way. Is that, like... It, it, for me, I found it a very Australian film, and it's an Australian film for Australian audiences compared to... No, a lot of Australian films are made with the, the hope being for, Yeah, I mean, I, agree, I sort of agree with that. I think that, you know, I definitely have made, in the very nicest sense, a parochial film. Mm. Of course, I hope very much that people will find it fascinating overseas, but I think they might, in the way they might look at an Iranian film or something, because it definitely is culturally very Australian. And it is zeitgeisty, but the re- in, in as much as it's talking about the divisive debates that are dominating the national conversation. You know, I mean, obviously the refugee crisis and the indigenous recognition um, debate and, you know, we're touching on inclusiveness, same-sex relationships, etc., etc. It's nothing... I'm not remotely trying to do... I'm not thinking, oh, I better cover all the bases of the national conversation. The reason I... Right. I used to say the reason I write about the environment is because that's where I live. Yeah. It's my address. I live in the environment. So when it's being destroyed, I'm going to be interested in telling stories because I'm passionate about the beauty of my of my world. So it's not like I feel, oh, I've got to defend the environment. I'm, as an artist, just like you know, somebody might feel the need to paint the field that they can see out of their window. I, I kind of paint the fields that I see out of my window. I, I'm inspired by what's going on out of my window and that's that that will include for instance the refugee debate um so the fact that this film is quite zeitgeisty in a way it's about inclusiveness it's about a changing australia where we do start to need urgently to listen to each other and stop this horrendous bitterness that's entering our national character this anger Mm. You know, where people use anger as a sort of virtue, the likes of Pauline Hanson sort of seem to suggest that being furious is somehow the Australian way. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what a real Aussie should be furious about stuff. Um, I, I, I guess that it has caught a bit of a. I know because I've done twenty-five screenings. It has <laughs> caught a bit of a a, a, a a bit of a vibe. People, I do feel it's. It's good to see this film just now. But that's not... I didn't design that. That's because I paint what's out of my window. Yeah. That's what I do, you know. I always have done, you know. Well, 
So for you, you live down in Fremantle, mm-hmm. and you're very active in the community in a lot of ways. You know, the anti-railway yeah. campaign, which you know personally, I would have been affected by that. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. I no, appreciate well, your. Uh, it, I've done many environmental campaigns, and this was the first that you could say was in my backyard. Yeah. It made me no less, <laughs> no, no more passionate. Certainly, my house would have been, you know, horribly affected. But that wasn't. I mean, I just the banality of that plan. Well, we've got all this money and we're going to build a fucking road and we're not going to put it to anything else. We've got, I mean, actually, Abbott tagged the money. cannot be for rail, cannot be for public transport. It's yeah. got to be for infrastructure, which, as far as he was concerned, was roads. Well, I wrote Gridlock 30 years ago. You cannot build your way out of traffic jams. Every road will become a traffic jam. Just sit on the M25 in London for a while. You know. That's it. <laughs> and it's boring sitting yeah. on, a, on a traffic jam, that's for sure. But, you know, there is a sense of community which... You know, shown from your actions, you know, again the anti-railway stuff, and being part of the community, and you know, three summers shows that quite a lot. Was that, you know, a, a plan to show that hey, we're all part of this this great big thing together? No, I, it's just I write what I feel. I mean, I am I, community is is what delights me. I like a full bus. I like to see a park being used. I, I I've got a line that my kids laugh at and my wife laughs because I know I'm deliberately being daggy but I say I delight in a well-run municipal facility I believe in community I I think it all changed in the 80s when Thatcher and Reagan managed literally to shatter the post-war consensus when everyone even the the conservative parties recognised that we needed to work together to make a better world and to draw people out of poverty and out of ignorance and after 25 years, we all got very complacent about that, and suddenly it was possible for Thatcher and Reagan to introduce this idea that there's no such thing as society, that it's all about the individual, that all we need to do is, is exalt the individual, and the famous trickle-down effect will suddenly help everybody. And we've been caught in that mindset ever since. That's nearly 40 years. Yeah. You know, the idea that the, the, the hard man, the iron man, the Trump or the abbot can sort us out, you know... In movies, the idea that the director is king. I think a movie is a community. I think a movie is made... It takes a village to make a movie. And yes, there might be a mayor of that village, and that's the director. But the idea that the director owns that film in the way that this now happens... I know, I'm not blaming individual directors. We have this modern obsession that the individual is the solution. I don't think it is. I think the community is the solution. And so... That naturally comes out of my work. I try to write about communities, but I, I, I mean, I don't try to. I am inspired to. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that which I absolutely love, which feeds into that, was how your film opens with the acknowledgement of the traditional mm. owners of the land, which, you know, I was, mm. I was stunned because, you know, we've had a lot of films that are about mm. Indigenous, mm. you know, Australians and stuff like that. Mm. None have ever opened with that. Yeah, I thought that was a... I was very proud of that when I wrote it. I thought, that's clever, and I believe it. I feel very pleased that that occurred to me. It seemed, it happened. It just, I didn't plan, oh, I must put an open. It just happened. I'm, I'm opening beautiful wide shots. We hear the voice of Queenie. We see the beautiful Binjara region. Queenie welcoming her. And I just, just wrote it. Just, it was so obvious that this would be a lovely, lovely way to open the film. And I can't tell you how humbling it is to be thanked by Noongar uh, people yeah. because I, I I don't know where to look because frankly I deserve no thanks, I mean it, it's a nice piece of the film but uh, the reason they're thanking me is because of the 
horrendous harm that's been done to their communities, their history and their culture. And I deserve no thanks for merely being good-mannered. Well, that's it. I mean, it's, you know, it should be just something that we should yeah. do. And, yeah. and I mean, you couldn't do it at every film, but it's a yeah. nice point. And I, I think it is the only Aussie film that's over with a welcome to country. It's perfect because we've got this, you know, it just fits. It fits yeah. very nicely. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the relationship that you had with, was it Kuda? Yeah. Who was kind of the consultant on the Yeah, side? he was a consultant on the, on the on, 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 in Bijara, and I had a fantastic love. We're, we're, we're friends. He calls me brother, which I'm very honoured. Um, we, I had also good advice on average, from Aboriginal Affairs at Screen West and Screen Australia. You know, I'm a good listener. I, I, take, I take script notes very well. Yeah. How important was that for you to, like, when you decided to do this story, was it always in Western Australia and was it always with the mind of, I need to include Indigenous Australians? No, I mean, it was always going to be in the moment I had the idea of the set, the location, the mix of stories, the, the, the rural folk festival, it was definitely always going to be in Western Australia, but I didn't think... Oh, I didn't have to think, oh, that means I'll have to have an indigenous story because it developed organically as all my stories do. I, I, I think it would be impossible to go out into rural Australia and not include indigenous Australians in a multi-story comedy. I think it would be mad. Um, it would be weird. Uh, but I didn't feel I had to. If I hadn't come up with a good characters and good story, then, they would, then it wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. But I think I did. And Kelton fell was so wonderfully supportive of what I asked him to play and who I asked him to play and he believed it was a funny, strong... He said, what's strong about this character is how funny he is. Mm. You know, it's not just a sort of morally righteous... In fact, he's not that moral. He's a bit of a larrikin like, yeah. like, like Henry, you know, like, like um, Michael's character. Yeah. I think that's what works so well is that they're all... You know, they're people who speak the same language. They have an interest in music. Mm. And because of that, they're able to understand everybody's history and understand mm. where they've come from. And mm. where the film ends is such a beautiful point as well. And, I, yeah, I I think it's just a really stunning, oh. wonderful film. Well, and, thank you. you know, it's marvellous. <laughs> we we've got to get the name of the website. Put that on the poster. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just think it's fantastic. And we don't see, you know, coming back to what I was saying about the, you know, the dark and depressing films. And, you know, Australia's gotten a hard rap for, for doing those kinds of films. So yeah. it's, it's nice to see somebody come along and do this kind of story. I really hope people notice because it is, I'd love more of it, you know. I'd, I'd love to, as I say, I mean, the castle should have opened a floodgate. It didn't. But, I mean, on the other hand, to write a comedy as good as that isn't easy. Um, you know, I'm a huge admirer of the Working Dog Gang. You know, um, but it's my game too, and I, this is my shot. And I, I hope a lot of people feel the same way you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's sold out screening here tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is great to see. That's very good to see. So, a couple of other uh, questions before we wrap up. Now you're a Fremantle guy. Mm. I have to ask: Do you follow the footy? No, you see, I'm I'm supremely I'm such a disappointing <laughs> Australian. But there's more of us than you think. The funny, the assumption that all Australians are obsessed with sport. I had this out with Andrew Denton years ago when he did Live and Sweaty, and I said, not another fucking sports question. <laughs> you know, from you, Andrew, you're so brilliant. Does it have to be centred around sport? He said, I love sport. Well, I don't. That's um, fine. My you're boys, <laughs> my boys love it. They support the Dockers. They mainly follow soccer. 
but they love Aussie rules, they love basketball, they're obsessed with But for me, as I always, I'm a musical theatre girl. I'd rather go and see a nice production of Grease than an AFL game any day. <laughs> Which is good. Which is yeah. good, yeah. And a lot, there's a lot more like me, and, 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 and not just girls, there's lots of blokes. Well, and straight blokes who love musical theatre. Definitely. Yeah. And as your film shows, you know, there's a lot of great WA music as yeah, well. Yeah. A lot of great Australian music. I love it. I mean, I'd love to go. I'd rather go to a band. I mean, you know, look, I'm very happy that people love sport. I, I don't find it very interesting. I, 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 if okay. I go out, I go to theatre, <laughs> I go to a band, go and have a nice meal, have a drink. I don't mind watching a sports game occasionally with people who know about it. I like, I remember, you know, when I've watched a cricket game with people who really understand it, and the same goes for AFL, it's, that's fun, because you just think it looks like a big mess, yeah. and then you realise the subtlety of what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can enjoy it, but I really actually don't give a fuck. That's okay. <laughs> so, Fremantle, why Fremantle? What, why where my wife was come from. I mean, it's just literally, uh, it's as down home as that. I met the this girl, and um, she comes from Fremantle and was still living there. And I love her family very much and all her friends, and I'm very lucky with my in-laws. And So the more we got together, the more we realised that we'd, we'd probably end up living in... My, I'm the youngest of my, my family, and my parents are very, very old now. And, um, you know, we spent a lot of time in Britain and have done, but we, we're based in Frio because that's our family home now. You know, the kids go to the same state school their mum and aunt went to when they were girls. It's a great, it's a great city. Yeah, it's a yeah. lovely place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of it, and I, I feel more so having made three summers. I really feel kind of ever more embedded. Yeah, you, you've planted your flag in the yeah. soil, which is fantastic. Um, the last question, which I ask everybody, because now you're an Australian and you're an Australian filmmaker now, doubly so. Is there an Australian film besides The Castle and your film that you love and you recommend people seek out? Well, there are many, although recently some of the best comedies have been coming out of the Kiwis. Um, yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I mentioned my, my, my favourites. I thought Priscilla was groundbreaking. Mm. I mean, there's a perfect example of using wonderful, exuberant comedy to talk about really heartbreakingly important issues like, you know, gender identity and sexual prejudice mm. and... Um, and yet doing it with a love of humanity and theatricality and comedy. Mm. So there's a, there's a great piece of work. Um, God, more recently, it's been a while. I'll tell you what, I, when Rick and I first came to Australia, the Crocodile Dundee was a smash. Yeah. And yeah. we bloody loved it. We thought it was a great <laughs> film. I know a lot of people like to sneer at it and they sneer at Hogs, but actually that first film was really clever. When you see Hogs walking through that New York crowd trying to say good day yeah. to everybody in New York, one of the funniest jokes I've ever seen. So, you know, would, there's lots of good stuff around. There I'm is. Probably yes. giving you a very disappointing answer. I've not been, at all. Not at me. all. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, nobody's mentioned Priscilla yet. Haven't uh, they? No, they usually yeah. mention Wake and Fright, which yeah. is, you know, not a comedy. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, leave, let's leave Hogs out of it. Although, you know, as I say, I think, yeah. I think that was a great, that was a really good escapist comedy. But yeah, Priscilla, Muriel's Wedding, you know, good. Oh, Strictly Ballroom. I yeah. thought it was absolutely brilliant. That was a real... God, talk about a calling card. Talk about arriving. Mm. I mean, Baz Luhrmann, I mean, I remember Sophie and I went to see that. We had no fucking idea about ballroom dancing at all. And then this whole world of, of splendid dagginess yeah. was wonderfully, lovingly, you know, uh, portrayed. I thought it was a wonderful film. 
definitely. I think it may still be his best film, actually. I, I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, man. My mate. pleasure. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Cheers. my pleasure. Thank you. I really appreciate what you said about our film. So that is the great Ben Elton and you know as you heard we were talking about his great film Three Summers which he wrote and directed and really really put a lot of effort into making a great Australian film. Now as I mentioned to him I think that this is a film that is you know often we make films that are for Australia but they have kind of a, a second eye looking on an international market and I think that Three Summers is a pretty unique film in the sense that this feels like it was solely made for an Australian audience. And please, go and see it. You know, we we love great, entertaining, funny films, and we go and see them in droves, but, you know, we need to really support Australian films that, that are funny as well and, and entertaining. And, you know, this has got a great soundtrack. It's a beautiful film, great performances, a lot of fun. I absolutely love it. So that's Three Summers. Again, I gave it four and a half stars, uh, I'll be doing my top 10 Australian films list of the year soon and pretty certain it'll be on there. If you like what I do on this particular show, then you can head over to abfilmreview.com to listen to previous episodes of this uh, podcast as well as other episodes of our other show, AB Film Review. Um, there'll also be some pretty more exciting uh interviews coming up as well uh one with greg mclean for jungle as well coming up soon so that's pretty exciting um if you also like what i do and and doing interviews and stuff then you can head over to followingfilms.com and listen to the following films podcast where host chris maynard he interviews a whole bunch of different people uh recently did an interview with richard armitage which was really fantastic and i highly recommend going and listening to that uh it's great it's a really great listen Follow us on social media, AB Film Review, on both Facebook and on Twitter. And oh, also, as well, there's a show which I absolutely love. If you like Australian stuff and you like, you know, listening to uh, stories about Australia, um, then head over and listen to a particular show called Yeah G'day Mate, or rather, just Yeah G'day. And I think that it's a really brilliant show, really, really funny, and tells stories about Australia and Australian history. It's great. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, also, one last plug as well. Head over to patreon.com slash abfilmreview. Uh, little bit of support there helps the show go a long way. Got some great ideas of where I want this show to head in the new year and uh, looking for some support from uh, audiences and listeners and stuff like that uh, heading forward. Uh, would be fantastic to help make those dreams a realisation. Anyway, look, I've gone on long enough. Go and see Three Summers, keep on watching Australian cinema, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Last New Wave.